to the money show it's time for our small business future it is the 16th of june youth day and our young people are often misunderstood as we commemorate uh, youth day and the youth of 76 let's unpack the youth of today they are the customers and employees of businesses uh, you know in 2022 but how can businesses further understand who they're dealing with and how to change their patterns in order to speak to them very well we're speaking now to Songoba Vuba who's the co-founder and managing director at Perpetuate Songoba complicated the youth are with the advent of social media but how do companies especially small businesses uh, you know uh, place themselves in a position to speak to them directly good evening thank you so much for having me this evening indeed young people are complex but exciting and when you talk about how do small businesses position themselves in order to get that target market right i think there's certain things that are given with young people and the, the, some of those things include the following. It includes the fact that young people are, have a life in flow and a life on the go. Therefore, it's actually quite important that we fundamentally rethink our you know, route to market and how we access our customers to make sure that we're finding them where they are in their flow rather than providing products or services which actually require them to leave the flow of their lives. What And you see this in kind of how brands are integrating into their lives, integrating into their hobbies, integrating into their places of work in order to reach them. The notion of kind of the customer comes to you is gone. And in this generation, it's actually that the customer is where they are and that's where you find them. Some other areas with like young people is that they are omnipotent from a channel perspective, right? So previously it was the world of if a person started a journey with you as a customer on a call center, let's say, you know, they would complete the journey or the sales process on call center. And that's not longer true with this generation. This generation wants to be able to start a conversation with you on social media, pick it up on call center, pick it up and continue it on USSD and finish it off on a WhatsApp chatbot. And you as the company need to be making sure that those different pieces of your channel proposition are communicating to each other and working together seamlessly. Otherwise, you will lose that client. The third most important thing with this demographic is that they are used to receiving everything on demand. Therefore, you will lose a client if they're waiting too long for information, if it's taking too long to confirm the sale or product that they're after, and they're also used to minimal effort. This is a generation that's used to ordering whatever they want on Take A Lot and it's here in two days, or ordering whatever they want on another platform and it's here in 30 minutes. And unfortunately, what it means is that that becomes their standard expectation, even for companies that haven't yet got to that level of turnaround and delivery. It makes them exciting, but it makes them a bit difficult, but it is exactly what small businesses need to get right if their target market includes the youth. Very difficult it is, Songoba. I mean, if you look at it, we wake up with our phones in our hands and already we open up platforms early in the morning. As a small business, how do you make sure that you pay for all the channels that grab our attention, especially because our attention is so split? Agreed. I think that is an absolutely fundamental question. And I think the first thing comes from being very clear who your client is. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time with small businesses and first thing, some of the first things we ask them is describe your client as a human being, as a person. 
And if you can't say, like my client is a 25-year-old female, she works in professional services, she lives in, you know, the southern parts of Joburg, um, her hobbies are tennis and so on, there's something missing there. Because then if you don't know who you're talking to, how do you make sure that you're talking to the right person? So it's important that companies are able to profile their customers and truly understand and live in the brain of that customer. But I think, secondly, the other thing with these customers is that it's important that you build a brand and a company that is it's purposeful so one of the things i put this out today on social media asking people why do you buy from the companies you buy from and one of the key things was that i buy for companies that build with care and i buy from companies that are out to make an impact and become sustainable just as importantly as they're out to make a profit now that's tough that means you've got to be connected to this individual and what's important to them. You know, we're seeing it in different industries. One is fashion, where I know a lot of older people, I've been having conversations with, can't understand why this generation is so sold on secondhand clothing and thrifting. And it really is Which is really big. They're looking for something. Yeah, it's massive. Even large international fashion providers are investing huge amounts of money into the secondhand clothing market because they realize that they're going to become obsolete if they don't play that game. And it is this importance for young people of buying from brands and companies that they trust, buying from brands and companies that they feel are making profit just as important as impact and sustainability. Now, if I'm a young person or a small business, rather, you know, looking to target young people in South Africa, what profile am I looking for and who exactly am I targeting? Just give us the South African context in terms of the young person and the young customer in our country. Yeah, I think, I mean, if, if you're a company and you're targeting, especially small businesses targeting young people, I think it's also important to always know that it's twofold, right? These young people may be your customers, but also these young people are often your employees. And it's important to make sure that you're speaking to them on both levels. And if we talk about a South African experience, it gets even more complex because we know the disparities and inequality in this country. So, you know, there there is the, the typical profile that people think of as a young South African, which is kind of like, you know, the the influencer who's on Instagram, they have buying power, they are working in corporate and so on, working in startups and growing these startups. But the reality in South Africa is that the actual average young person in South Africa is probably unemployed. They probably live in the lower middle class or poor, and they are kind of have certain skill sets that are waiting to be used, but they are extremely tech savvy, even if they may not be employed. They're extremely tech savvy and they expect you to speak to them in that in that manner. But the second thing as well is that I know we always talk about empowering young people. Yes. South African young people aren't about handouts. South African young people are about give me the opportunity, give me the skills, give me the chance, and I'll show you and I will prove myself. And that's a gung-ho get it going type of, you know, um, young person and how they show up in our organizations is the same. They want to be trusted. They want the flexibility to do what they need to do. They work incredibly hard if they buy into your vision and they get stuff going, but they will disrupt some of the ways that you do things and they will question how things are done, which is important. I always say I'm millennial and kind of the generation that's followed us even humbles me. So if companies have failed to adjust to millennials and how millennials operate, they truly have massive, massive steps of improvement to make for the current generation that's entering the work world and even those that are becoming our customers.
I'm glad you, you touched on that, uh, young people in the workplace. As a small business, of course, your budget is not as big as a corporate, um, and you're looking to hire a young person to bring them into your company, to bring value, bring creativity, to bring energy. What are some of the things you shouldn't do, you know, when you're looking for young people to work in your company? Some things that will deter them from even walking through your doors. Good question. I think here, ironically, one of the things you shouldn't do is assume that money is everything. Um, I have witnessed and seen a lot of young people step out of corporate with amazing salaries and benefits and walk into a startup where they have half those benefits and probably get some equity upside just because they believe in the vision and they believe in the impact that this business is going to build. Some of the other things that you shouldn't do, and these are going to be difficult for some businesses that have been around for a while, but this is the direction that the world is moving. Some of the things you shouldn't do is effectively have such a top-down hierarchical structure that people just feel like cogs in the wheel. It's the quickest way to have young people disengage and have them leave, right? The other thing we shouldn't do, like I said, is just be driven by financial outcomes. In fact, what people are after is some sort of purpose and some sort of dashboard that keeps us honest that we're all round good corporate citizens or business you know, um, citizens. The other piece is that you know, in a lot of companies, we have like innovation departments and it's like only for the select few that shouldn't is also a deterrent because it really is companies that succeed and small businesses that succeed are ones that tap into the community. They tap into all their employees, mm, they mm. tap into their staff and they believe that innovation exists everywhere inside and outside the organization and they tap into that. The other thing you shouldn't do is the five year strategic plan. Too <laughs> long, is too long to for hear. young people. You know, <laughs> it is way too long, but also the past two years with COVID has shown us that a five year strategic outcome and trying to predict the future based on the past is a thing of the past and it is no re- longer relevant. What is actually more important is to make sure that there's a very clear purpose for that business existing and then allowing for short term sprints of trying to reach that purpose or make progress towards that purpose with very quick iterative cycles to say that worked let's keep going that didn't work let's can it and call it failure and be okay with failure these are some of the things that are there and then i think the last one is just flexibility i mean currently we have the great resignation we're currently seeing a a showdown between employers you know and their employees around come back to work i think for young people i've seen this a lot in large corporates who are hiring where for young people interviewing with corporates it's if you can't provide some level of hybrid work and flexibility better quality of life the job yeah yeah so you know how do companies then make sure i mean there is that old old school way of running a company to make sure that you must have experience in order to get any leadership position how do companies you know compact that situation to make sure that somebody joins the company in their first year and by their third year are at least in a position of influence i think you know in a position of influence i think how we used to define that before which is a specific title a specific level in the organization I'm not sure whether we're as motivated by that. I think we're motivated by being in a position that brings out my best capabilities and in a position where I know I add value. I've heard countless you know, people say, I don't want to be the CEO. I want to be the second person in charge who makes the CEO look good. You know, I don't want to be the, I may be the founder of this business, but I don't want to be the CEO of this business once it scales. My passion is software and I want to be the CIO or I want to be the product lead. So just firstly defining what does that mean? But then I think also like once 
people are in organizations, it's important to tap into their skill set and their full selves. I say that because kind of the notion of, you know, check your personal self at the door and just bring the professional version yeah. of you is long gone. Because if these employees are the target market, you want them to show up in full color at work because they are going to give you insights that you never, ever thought of and insights that actually help you land in the right place with the particular target market that you're after. So, Moba Vuba, thank you for your insights on our small business focus feature, unpacking the youth of today in 2022 as employees as well as customers.